Uh, welcome everybody. Thank you for uh, joining me today. Uh, I I I uh, I would like to take this time to uh, issue a formal apology for the 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 selection of words I have been utilizing uh, lately for 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 my my irreprehensible actions and my 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 behavior recently. I uh I I hope to set a better example for those coming up behind me. And and uh, I gotta get it right. I gotta get it right. I I am truly sorry, and I hope to uh, better myself in the coming days, weeks, months, and years, however long I I do this silly podcast when I play. But until then, thank you for once again for joining me. This is Fight Fat Podcast number six. I'm stuffed up. I'm sick. I can't breathe. My voice is nasally, but I'm a soldier and I'm here for you. I have never seen a moose kissing a goose. I've also never seen a black man loving his son. Or, or at least I should say I've never seen my dad loving me. I've also never seen a 330-pound man doing a handstand, so I thought, hey, I might as well be the first, right? And so I've been incorporating, like, little exercises? Or just, I've been, uh, after my yoga and heavy bag workouts, I've been walking myself up a wall, trying to get to the point where I could do a handstand, and I actually can now. And that is a very weird thing, because I can't imagine anatomically I'm supposed to be uh, able to do a handstand, my, my body, my ligaments, my muscles, they are not applauding me, uh, when I do a handstand, they are screaming at me, they are furious with me, I'm in pain, but that's okay, uh, I might add, uh, I might make a picture of me doing the handstand, uh, the background to this week's podcast, I'm not sure about that, though, not sure about that, I, cause only, I wouldn't know how to do that, you know, so it'd take a quite a while to try and figure that out. Uh, uh, I can describe it for you if you've never seen me. I Well, other than my face and the, the background. I, uh, I look like somebody took the torso of an elk and stapled bare legs and arms to it. And maybe that sounds complimentary, self-complimentary, but it's not. Not. I look like I look like an unhealthy elk mated with an unhealthy bear, and somehow their torsos and limbs were uh, separated perfectly. What I'm saying is I'm not in the best shape, <laughs> uh, but I can do a handstand, allegedly. You don't have evidence yet. Maybe I'll show you some evidence. Maybe you'll have to take my word for it. Maybe you'll have to take my word for it. But you know what? We're not here to talk about my handstanding capabilities. Oh, I'm sitting forward. We're not here to talk about my handstanding capabilities. We're here to talk about UFC 249. What, what, what a time that was! After months of no UFC, uh, no fights, no sports for anybody, they came back strong. That was a stacked card, and that was a wonderful night for me. Well, it was a, it was a wonderful night when I saw my guys winning. Uh, yeah, I, I had a, a couple bumps and bruises to my heart there, 
with my emotions when I saw a couple of those guys lose. Uh, but yeah, it happens. It's all part of the sport, and it's just the sport, you know. I'm not going to take that personally, and I hope they don't take it personally. I hope that they come back in, you know, a couple months, and they're right back at it. UFC 249 started out with Ryan Spann uh, winning by split decision over Sam Alvey. I'm not going to say it was a questionable decision, but at the end, Sam was definitely winning. Uh, but it's just the way fights are scored. Nothing you could really do about it. That was definitely a good fight. Um, I won't really have to say this was a good fight or this was a good fight. These were all, all but one of these were good fights. And I'll, I'll talk about that one specifically. But uh, Bryce Mitchell, thug nasty UFC, uh, beat Charles Rosa in a, in a unanimous decision. Uh, uh, this is my fight of the week. Might as well throw it in right now. This was, uh, like, as I was watching this, I was literally thinking, this is going to be my fight of the week. Uh, Bryce Mitchell, he, he pulled off that twister a couple months ago, uh, and now I'm, like, I'm absolutely all aboard the Bryce Mitchell cha- train, okay? Uh, I, th- I think he should change his, his nickname from Thug Nasty to the Human Cellophane Rap, because it's, it's smothering watching him, uh, watching him, you know, fight like that. He was, he was, he was on top of Charles Rosa. I don't even know how many submissions he attempted. And all credit, all all respect to Charles Rosen. He did not tap to anything. Um, he was literally talking trash from the bottom. I thought that was hilarious. That's the thing with the empty arenas. You could hear so much. But uh, uh, while in the last round when uh, uh, Bryce was on top of him, he was going, let's stand up. Let's stand up, punk. Come on, let's stand up. And I think that's hilarious. I think that's hilarious, but... Uh, uh, yeah, I would have been pretty frustrated if I was him too. But that was a that was a great fight. I'm like I said, I'm absolutely all in on Bryce Mitchell. And Dana White said that he was going to get his camouflage short, so I'm I'm happy about that. I'm, I'm proud of my man there. Um, he like he like tripled the amount of twisters ever attempted uh, in the UFC in that one fight. Threw up or threw out like five arm triangle attempts. So. That's a that's a scary that's a scary human being. That's a scary that's a scary role of human cellophane wrap right there. Uh, Vicente Luque versus Nico Price. That was a ridiculous fight. I think a lot of people would have made that their fight of the week. Uh, uh, Vicente Luque, great striker, strong, uh, physically strong, mentally tough against Nico Price, who is. Strong, physically and mentally, and he's also got the benefit of being a madman, throwing out some weird stuff. Uh, and uh, yeah, he was he was one of the toughest fighters of the night because he took a lot of shots. It ended up having to be it was stopped by the doctor. He was willing to keep going, but Joe Rogan said, it, it, uh, you know, outside of the octagon, if you cut off his head, he would still try to keep the fight going. So, uh, uh, all respect to him, and I'm definitely. I, I can't wa- wait to watch either one of those guys fight again. Vicente will probably fight sooner than Nico Price because his uh, Nico's eye was pretty pretty messed up there. So uh, I I'm always gonna have love in my heart for Nico Price because I feel like I shouldn't say something this this uh, poignant, but he knocked out James Vick, and anybody that knocks out James Vick just 
I will always love them in my heart. I don't know why. He was the first fighter I ever learned to hate. So, uh, uh, James, James the Executed Vic, you know, shout out to you. I'm sure you're a great guy. I just don't like you. Uh, because that matters to you. Carla Esparza versus uh, Michelle Watterson via split decision. Michelle Watterson, I, I missed part of this fight. Um, uh, I, you know what, I might as well, well, I'm not going to name drop. I got, uh, 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 an Instagram message from one of my heroes in, in combat sports. So I was literally doing laps around my house trying to wear out the excitement. Uh, I, I, I saw the message. I said, oh, 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 that's you. I love you, dude. Or lady. And uh, I was, I was, I was doing, I was so excited. I was literally running around my house um, for, for the, the 12 seconds that my, my, my feeble heart could bear. And I, I missed part of this fight. But everything I've heard, from what I saw, Michelle was winning. And from everything I've heard uh, from, you know, fans, uh, a couple other fighters, Michelle won that fight. So, um, uh, that was, that was the boring one I talked about. It was, there was so much action in the first, uh, three fights. That one sort of just didn't live up to me. Uh, Alexi Olenek defeated Fabrizio Verdum. I was expecting Verdum to come back a bit harder than this. Um, he seemed... Well, I mean, he's, he's been out since 2018, I think, so it's expected for him to be a bit out of shape. Uh, but he well, seems a little bit really out of shape, maybe? Uh, I think he's going to come back better. Uh, you know, he got a, a warm-up fight, even though he lost. I don't think you're supposed to lose warm-up fights, but he got he got he he has one under his belt now. And Alexi Olenek, I got to give props to him. He was striking like I've never seen you know what? This was a way more exciting fight than I remembered. He was throwing bombs at Verdum. He was trying to kill him. He was trying to take his head off. And they both hurt each other. You know, that's... I gotta rewatch this fight. I forgot about that. Uh, let's see, Olenek came in way thinner than he usually does. He, I, I don't remember exactly how much he typically weighs. But, uh, yeah, he came in with a flat stomach and, and bombs in his hands. So, uh, yeah, that was a great fight. Anthony Pettis versus Donald Cerrone. Uh, Anthony Pettis won, but he lost. He won the decision, but he lost that fight. He knows it. And that one really hurts my heart. Uh, they gotta... I don't know if it's fixed the judges. I don't know if they have to fix the scoring system. Or if they just need to fire all the judges. That's not true. They need to fire all the judges. Get actual people that know what they're watching in there. I don't... Uh, it wasn't Anthony Pettis' fault that he won. I mean, or, you know, it won, he, it's not his fault that he got the nod in a bad decision, you know. Uh, he, he did his job. He went out there and fought. And then Keith Peterson, I think is the name of the referee, he missed a really bad eye poke. And that's going to burn me on him. Uh, refereeing is a really hard job. Uh, I think Herb Dean is the... You know, they, they call him the gold standard. He, I think he's the best in the business. Uh, best there was, the best there is, and the best there ever will be. He's the Brett, the hitman heart of, of UFC refing. Uh, but, you know, he's made mistakes. 
I'm pretty good at letting those, you know, shrugging those off. But someone like Keith Peterson, who isn't around quite as much, when he makes a mistake, it's it's going to get under your skin a bit, you know? Uh, especially because he had two questionable decisions uh, during during the card. You know what? As a matter of fact, Dominic Cruz... I don't know if this is true, okay? I, this is all hearsay, speculation. I have no idea. But Dominic Cruz told Dana White that Keith Peterson was drunk while he was refing the fight. Uh, if they find something like that out to be true, that's going to be huge because... Well, I imagine that guy won't have a job anymore. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I guess, shout out to Anthony Pettis, Donald Cerrone. I love you. Uh, Greg Hardy versus Jorgen DeCastro. Jorgen DeCastro, I actually thought was going to, I thought he was going to run. I didn't think this be going into the fight. I thought Greg Hardy was going to win, and he did. But after the fight started, I thought that Jorgen was going to roll over uh, uh, Greg Hardy, and he was doing it. He was he was destroying his leg. He was throwing good uh, punches, and then he went and he broke his foot. He threw a kick. Greg Hardy shimmied backwards. He caught his shin with just the tip of his toes, and after that, it was it was it was over for him. He couldn't he couldn't move well, uh, and and. Yeah, it was all downhill from there. I, I don't even... He might have thrown... I think he broke his foot halfway through the second round. In the next seven minutes, or however long. He threw, like, two strikes. That's all I remember seeing. So, uh, you know... Say what you will about uh, Greg Hardy. He is definitely making strides in, in his, uh, his, his, his fight career. He's, he's, he's... Yeah, you can't question his dedication to the sport. He is... He's absolutely going for it, and that I will absolutely respect above everything. But also, uh, his performance before the foot break, uh, for his performance before the foot break, I'm going to give a huge shout-out to Jorgen DeCastro. I saw him knock out Justin, I think, Justin someone, uh, a Samoan feller. Uh, and, you know, I, 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 I saw it. I heard him. I heard him when he knocked him out. But I didn't give him enough credit, and uh, his performance in the first, you know, seven minutes of that fight, I absolutely got to give uh, more credit to. So, I'm excited to see him come back, hopefully stronger than ever. Who knows? Pardon me while I take another cough drop there. I, uh, Calvin Cutter versus Jeremy Stevens. That was a good fight. That wasn't a long fight, but that was a, that was a good fight there. Uh, let me check on whether this was the first round or the second round. Second round knockout. Uh, uh, Calvin Cutter hit Jeremy Stevens with an elbow, uh, a, a vicious elbow. He hit him with a in a combination, I believe. He hit him with a right elbow or forearm smash, uh, knocked him out, and then he jumped on top of him. I think he got him out. Maybe he was in the guard, and he hit him with uh, uh, a left elbow, and that cut open Jeremy Stevens pretty bad. So that was. Yeah, that was a great performance by... Well, was that a great performance? Obviously it was, because he, he, he won in spectacular fashion. I don't remember if he was winning before that, or if it was it was about even. Yeah, I, I don't quite remember, but... That was an exciting fight. Uh, Jeremy Stevens' fights are always exciting, you know? He's not, he's not scared to go and uh, give as much as he takes. No homo. 
Francis Ngannou versus Jarzinho Rosenstrike. This fight, I I just I don't. Francis Ngannou, as we've known for years, is the single scariest human being in the world. You know, there's Deontay Wilder, Deontay Wilder, who has a ton of power as well. I think Francis might have more power than him. And he knows how to wrestle now. He knows how to grapple. He knows how to throw out Kimuras. Uh I would love to see I would love to see Francis Ngannou submit somebody with a triangle. But um uh yeah, I don't think Francis Ngannou landed two punches in this fight. I think he only landed one punch. The fight was over in twenty seconds by spectacular knockout. Uh, he got hit with like one, two, maybe three leg kicks. And he said, you know what? I don't think I want to fight this guy very long. So he just charged forward, right hand, left hand, right hand, left hand. And absolutely, I got to give all credit in the world to Jarzinho Rosenstrike. His head movement was on point. He was, it was like the Matrix. He was ducking and diving. But the simulation cracked. He wasn't perfect for one second. Francis Ngannou hit him with a left hand and knocked him out cold. And I'm looking at the results right now, and it says that this was a TKO, a technical knockout. That is absolutely wrong. This is a KO flat. This is more KO'd than any other human being has ever been KO'd. He was asleep before he hit the ground, and when Francis jumped on him, and started giving him, you know, the follow-up shots. It was like somebody just... It was like desecrating a corpse, okay? At that point, Jarzinho very well have may been a cor- uh, Very well may have been a corpse, okay? So, I, I hope they switch that. It's not a TKO. A technical knockout means that Jarzinho was still awake. He just can't defend himself. He was not awake. He was in dreamland. He had the most peaceful sleep of his life in those few seconds after Francis hit him. Uh, Henry Cejudo. A championship fight here. Henry Cejudo versus Dominic Cruz. Uh, Dominic Cruz, this was the other fight with Keith Peterson, the referee. Uh, uh, relative, uh, a questionable decision. Um, uh, Dominic Cruz fans are all going to say it's an early stoppage. Henry Cejudo fans say it was a great stoppage. I like both the guys. I fall in the middle. I don't know. I, I could see the argument for it being a good one. And I can see the argument for it being a bad one. I don't know. I, I'll leave that up to you if you ever if you guys ever see the fight. Uh, uh, Dominic, uh, Henry Cejudo caught him with a knee. Knocked him down. He was definitely hurt. And then he, uh, he jumped on him. Started throwing uh, 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 punches to him. While Dominic was trying to get up, he, he wobbled a few times. And, uh, yeah, Keith Peterson saw enough there. And uh, I, I, I don't remember what I said in the last podcast. I think I said that Dominic Cruz was going to win. Or maybe I said that I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know going into this fight. Um, but the way it looked to me was that Henry Cejudo was going to win either way. Just from what I, what I saw in that fight. And then... Um, Henry Cejudo retired after that. Triple C. That was 
uh, a lot of people didn't seem as shocked as I was, but I was definitely shocked. I wasn't expecting it. He he wants to you know uh, lay down the the cape as the greatest combat sports athlete of all time. He was a an Olympic gold medalist in two thousand eight. He dethroned the greatest fighter of all time, uh, Demetrius Johnson, Mighty Mouse. Uh, became the flyweight champion. Defended against T.J. Dillashaw who was another contender for greatest in the world. Then he moved up to bantamweight, had a comeback victory against Marlon Moraes, who was an absolute killer. And then he defended against Dominic Cruz, who is a contender for greatest in the world. So, you know, the king of cringe. Maybe you didn't like him, maybe you loved him. Uh, heck of a fighter. Congrats to him. I, I hope it I hope it goes well. Uh, uh, and Dominic Cruz, I hope you come back. Uh, yeah, Henry Cejudo. It was a little weird the way he said it. Like, I have a girlfriend. I'm retiring. So, you know, he he announced to the world that he he can finally get a girlfriend. And he really he needs to to ever get a girlfriend. Someone like Henry Cejudo has to win a ton of championships and have a ton of gold and have a ton of money because he's only five four. And women aren't interested in that. Justin Gaethje defeated Tony Ferguson. What a fight this was. It broke my heart. Uh, Tony Ferguson didn't have a lot. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I should say this as in, uh, as, as Tony Ferguson being deficient somewhere. Or if I should talk about Justin Gaethje having one of the best performances I've ever seen. Period. Uh, definitely the best I've seen from him. He was, uh, it was it was a master class in technical striking. I don't know if that's true. It was it was it was a lot of technical striking, but he threw some bombs out there. But when he was in his corner, Trevor Whitman, I believe, is the name of his coach. When he was in his corner, he was telling, "Hey, I need you to take ten percent off your punches because you're whiffing right now." Okay, uh, when when you can let go, when you know that you will land, let go. But uh, yeah, that was that was. Incredible the way he switched up his timing, the way he he took power off certain shots. You know he was he focused on accuracy, and um, yeah, Tony Ferguson didn't have a much uh, have much to give to him. I think in the very end of the second round, <clears throat> pardon me, he he caught him with an uppercut, and it looked like he was going out like completely out, but uh, the bell rung and that saved Justin Gaethje, or maybe it didn't save Justin Gaethje. Maybe he would have recovered either way. I I don't know. But, uh, yeah, this was stopped by Herb Dean, TKO, in, uh, I think, the third minute of the last round. Um, yeah, Tony Ferguson, I don't know. We should we should make tanks, like army tanks, out of whatever Tony Ferguson is made of. It's absurd. You know, that, that uh, the punches he, he ate and kept standing were... I, I think Tony Ferg. I don't know if Francis Ngannou could knock Tony Ferguson out. I I really don't know. Um, yeah, but that was a uh, yeah. His, his face was battered. He broke his orbital, and he I think twice during the fight he got chicken legs, and at the end he was literally shaking his head trying to shake the punches off of him. Uh, and yeah, Herb Dean uh, had seen enough, and I'm not getting emotional. Maybe a little bit. 
but also I'm feeling under the weather and my throat's getting scratchy. That's what that's what's going on with my voice here, if you hear it. But <clears throat> Tony Ferguson was my first favorite UFC fighter, I think. Uh, Stipe Miocic, when I first, you know, started getting into, like, actual UFC, uh, Stipe Miocic and Tony Ferguson were all the rage, and I, I, uh, I think Tony Ferguson was my very first favorite fighter, so, um, I, I hope to still see Khabib versus Tony at some point, uh, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know anymore, the world really just doesn't want it to happen, uh, but yeah, Justin Gaethje, after watching you fight, I, I heard, I, I, I don't know, I was foolish, I looked at like Instagram comments or something like that, and I thought Justin Gaethje was this bad guy. I don't even remember why, um, but uh, he, after the cowboy fight, he completely, completely won me over the way he talked, and now I'm definitely a huge fan of him now. Uh, uh you know what, there's always going to be a special place in my heart <clears throat> for for uh, Justin Gaethje because he also knocked out James Vick. James the Executed Vick. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with Justin Gaethje. And he is a way better fighter than I ever realized. That's, Or he's a way better fighter now than, uh, than, than what I saw in him. You know, I think a couple of years ago when I first saw him get knocked out by... Dustin Poirier, uh, yeah, yeah, why do I sound so emotional, I'm not, I'm not about to cry, Dana White, thank you so much for putting those fights on, um, Jacksonville, Florida, you, you, you state full of psychopaths, I love you now, I'll stop, uh, that's not true, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll stop talking crap about Florida, probably not, because that place really sucks, but I'm glad they're all psychos, because I got to watch the fights. I got to give Uncle Dana White my money, right? So, I uh, already said my fight of the week. I don't know if I really talked about much. But, uh, I hope you guys got to catch those fights. Uh, I hope you I hope you have a uh, great week. Hopefully, I'll have a bit more to talk about next week. Well, you know what? I probably will. Because on the 13th and the 16th, there are supposed to be more fight cards with uh, Walt Harris versus Alexander Overeem, and Anthony Smith versus Glover Teixeira. So, you know, I'll have something to talk about. Holy crap, 26 minutes. This was too long. I don't even remember what I said. Hey, I hope you guys, I hope you just, like, you're you're kicking it, and you're, like, you're sipping heady. That's not true. I don't want you to drink. Be safe. Be healthy. I hope that you guys get to hug your pets. I hope that you get to hug your pets and and stop having to do homework soon peace out